0: Hi there, and welcome back to the Feminine Uncut podcast. This is episode 27, which is basically a follow-up of episode 26. So if you skip that one, please consider tuning in. And if you're here for the first time, I'm Juana, your host, life coach, and founder of thefeminine.com, a digital platform dedicated to women all over the world. We champion a new paradigm of how to take care of yourself as a woman the feminine way. What does that mean? Well, join us and you'll see. It actually means a new paradigm of self-care, self-love and self-worth. What does the feminine way mean? Well, this is actually what we're digging inside this episode and we started it last episode. Our digital programs reach more and more women every day and I think it's really important to become clear. What is the method I'm sharing? Who is it for? How does it work? And again, if you missed the previous episode, go listen to it now because it will give you a context uh, for this episode and we'll put the link in handy so you can access it through one easy click. Joanna, who is here, my partner and the co-creator of the Feminine platform together with me is going to start the conversation where we left and kind of jump with questions and sharings.
1: Hi Joanna. Hi Juana gonna start straight because this idea remained in my mind and i think it's gonna ignite the conversation you said that when you started exploring the feminine the feminine in general you had no no intention of sharing it it was just a personal journey and you weren't specifically working for improving your method or starting to facilitating women workshops How did you eventually start transforming your personal journey into a mission and then a method or a method and then a mission?
0: Uh, Yeah, you're very right. I was never planning to share it back then. It was the follow-up years of a shift in my life, in my career, from coaching to spirituality, from coaching to healing healing myself and creating, uh, going, embarking on an h- inner healing journey. And, uh, I actually said to myself that I'm not gonna do groups again, and I'm not gonna do live events again and workshops. Like I'm gonna work just as a coach, one-to-one with executives and top leaders, whatever, you know, I was like really trying to be at a minimal in terms of my public appearance. And um, this whole transition from my coaching career to my career as it is now was really connected to what I've discovered in my healing journey, which is my gift of working with the inner child. And uh, coming from that healing journey, that personal healing journey, connecting with my traumas, connecting to my emotional wounds, I really distinguished a method of healing and uh, working with trauma and through working with the inner child and i've developed this method and i started receiving in my uh, practice people who needed healing of their inner child and i wasn't really willing to work with them but their inner children were like i came i manifested you you have to help me this adult doesn't want me (laughs) Doesn't see doesn't me. Doesn't see me, doesn't think he needs healing, and we're, we're the, it's the only thing we need. So really be our Mary Poppins and provide something here. And I was like, well, yeah, I was talking to their inner children, which can sound crazy or not. Because I was tapping into my divine gift and my healing gift, and I was able to see, hear, and feel inner children, and also connect to the childhood energy. So I was having this dialogue, subtle meditative dialogue, with their inner children while I was talking with the adults about Ferrari objectives and making more money and having a better sex life and, you know, like, clear, simple, straightforward type of objectives you go to your therapy with.
1: After (laughs) after meeting Gadi, you started talking with the inner children of people around you. So nothing strange in the conversation. And weird, All normal. Yes.
0: (laughs) And uh, while I was doing the practice, uh, I eventually, you know, my guides, my spiritual guides, my angels and uh, masters that were connected to the healing energies that I was channeling said, well, it's time for you to start working with more people because you have this gift and you, more people need it. And I was like, no, I won't do that. And they said, yes, you would do that. So it kind of like went back and forth as an argument for a couple of months. And then I surrendered and I said, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start working with more people. So I was started working with having workshops with my inner child method, which I'm still doing and will very soon this year show people that digitally. Also, I'm just teasing, teasing, teasing everybody. Finally, that, finally, 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 yeah, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been an underground, and now it's gonna come uh, to the surface. And um, in my own journey, which wasn't necessarily about healing, it was also about creativity and living aligned with my true self, and discovering my true self and discovering who I was and what's the context I want to live my life from this womanhood really became critical and essential. And we've been talking about it in the last episode. So I had to define, I had to, like, I had to define femininity for me. And it had to have a mixture of things. It had to be spiritual because I was spiritual. It had to have power because I was already powerful. It had to have passion because. I am very alive and I get bored easily and I hate boring more than death. So it had to have strength and passion and blood and it had to have magnitude and it had to have intensity. Mm -hmm. So I knew what I wanted. I didn't know how How? to get it.
1: (laughs) Right. And uh, I think I'm not, I don't want to interrupt you, but I think that's important because 99% of People, women specifically, have this problem. We want things, but we have no idea on how to do it or how to yeah, get how it. Yeah, how to get it, yeah.
0: And I was sharing in the last episode that my spiritual mother was really an anchor for me in giving me faith and trust that even if I don't know, and she doesn't know, like she didn't really map it for me because she didn't knew either back then how that really implied. She had a strong connection with Mother Earth through her shamanic practice and tradition, but that was kind of like her transmission Mm -hmm. but she had faith in me and she gave me that confidence that only a heart-centered mother can give you which is whatever you want you will achieve because I'm here for you so she gave me that and it really motivated me to to search so I went and just explored the different sites archaeological sites of the feminine energy and because, you know, everything gets put in motion mostly with the help of our inner children who are the uh, spirits of manifestation inside of our life. Life just opened up for me in connecting with the feminine. I was like guided to go through these archaeological sites. I was guided to do different types of meditation. I was guided to Uh, read different types of book about the goddess cultures and the feminine culture and really explore and understand the principle and the concept long before it became a fashion. Now it's a fashion, it's a trend and there's some women there who are doing amazing job and most of them are connecting other women through the sacred circle with the feminine energy and I think it's important and it benefits everybody. But that was before it became a trend. It became a fashion. And I had a lot of awakenings and transmissions. One of very important transmission, which if people buy the four pillars, which is a introductory program, they will hear about my initiation in the feminine energy in Sedona, which mm-hmm. is a very strong feminine, a sacred place where I really had to like go deeply inside of me and through the dark rite of passage into the Divine Mother and the Divine Feminine. And it was a transmission of a very subtle, very whole-containing Mother Feminine grounded energy. And it was my very first relationship to what the Feminine Energy and the Feminine Principle actually is and means. And it was a energetic transmission. It wasn't something mental or emotional, but it had, it's its rooted ideas and it, it benefited my emotions. Then it really enlightened me with brackets to the idea, to the vision that actually the feminine principle is very different than what we define on a regular basis. And searching deeper into that is worth the journey. And then I was just going from one archaeological site to another. And when it was rightful, the rightful time was there for me. I had to connect with my sexual energy and the feminine sexual energy. So I went into this Tao and Tantric uh, initiations with a couple of feminine facilitators, leaders, spiritual leaders that are doing this in Asia. And I started connecting to the feminine energy. And I also connected it through the works of men. It wasn't just women. And it's very different, the texture and the context and the way they facilitate. So I trained myself in Tao practices. I trained myself in tantric practices, and it gave me a repertoire of practices, meditations, and ways of understanding, channeling, working energetically and subtly with the feminine energy. But really what was the turning point that became a life path and a mission. And then it turned into a method and the digital platform, the happened in, in one of my feminine retreats. It was a one month based feminine retreat where we were basically 24 hours a day or I don't know, 20 hours out of 24, it was a very intense training practicing only women with women, the feminine energies through Tao practices and tantric meditations. And uh, we were working with the mother energy, we were working with compassion energy, we were working with the uh, orgasm energy, we were working with the uh, wisdom energy and intuition, everything, all the archetypes of the feminine. And um, in one of the meditations, I had a... Transmission, a very strong transmission. I just went into this altered state of being consciousness. consciousness. Yes. I was like lacking the word. Altered state of consciousness for 50 minutes or something. And I don't remember. It just, I went long into long. this transmission where I was taken by the feminine energies into this place or space and into this conversation of getting embedded in what the feminine principle really is. And how we as women can channel it. I don't think I'm special in my relationship with the feminine, but I think I was one of the chosen women to do that because not all women can contain spaces for other women. Yes. Because I was having already an extensive inner training in my psyche, inner structure in my psyche to contain things powerfully with a lot of integrity. You know, the work that I've been doing as a coach to the extent I was doing it was uh, was a good training for me to, to be given the opportunity and the privilege and also the um, mission to share this very high-end, very intense, very strong type of vibration and energy to other women.
1: Can we say that this was the third big turning point? For those who didn't listen the previous (laughs) episode, go listen to episode 26 where Wana shares the first uh, big two turning points in her life and her career. And can we say that this is the third big turning point when you received the mission? Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely and that was the moment when you started actually doing i mean oh i was just taken totally
0: into the game you know I, i had zero chance of saying no or stopping i was in a relationship i came back in 24 hours i said no to that relationship i just broke up with the guy and i didn't even know i was gonna break up with him i just landed he came, pick me up from the airport. Shakti was already moving through me and cleaning my life and destructing exactly what yeah. you were saying about the challenge of the family, destroying everything that didn't work. And I just, you know, found myself talking to him in ways that I wasn't talking to him before and asking him things that I wasn't really asking him before and he couldn't reply. And at that moment in time and space, the only logical thing to say was like, we're done. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. So I ended up that relationship in 24 hours. And then I ended up some relationships in my career with different clients that were not really willing to change and shift. I know it sounds crazy, you know, giving up money and contracts, but they were really willing to change. So I had to, because Shakti, when she comes, she's really in her truth. Everything that's crap in your life and bullshit, she's just going to put it to surface, she's going to expose it. And then you have the choice of surrendering to truth and living your life to your highest good, or clinging on to attachments and lies and false ideas.
1: You know what I'm thinking about right now? How did you find the words to share what you had received? Because I know how difficult it was for me when we started working together to find the right word to describe actually what you do. Because the feminine is so about sensations and feelings and so not about words and sentences. You always say that poetry is the easiest way to express anything feminine. But who reads poetry today? I mean, it's if you want to reach people, you have to be very clear in what you communicate and how you do it. And when I met you, you were doing the women's uh, workshops with like hundreds of women from all different uh, backgrounds and of all different ages. How did you really find the words to get to all of them? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I educated
0: myself afterwards to reach more women in a simple way and i keep educating myself to do that and become digital and all the stuff that are trendy and cool and sexy so that people can people not only women men also because the women live with men and men benefit from women shifting their lives to reach more people i educate myself continuously and learn new things which you know is also how shakti works she wants evolution all the time i didn't i was totally guided and I remember my first workshop, I just pulled out a, a Facebook ad and said, Hey, if you want to connect with the feminine energy, join us. I had like, a um, colleague of mine, an ex-student of mine who was always loyal and you know, she was ready for anything that I had to, I put my mind to it. And I called her in the middle of the night and said, Hey, you know, I just came from this trip in Asia. I had a really strong vision. And I'm gonna do this from now on. Do you wanna help me with the logistics? And she's like, hell yeah. When are we doing it? Next week. (laughs) Because I was like, that instantly everything shifted and happened. So next week after landing, I said, I have to do this. So I went into the shop, I bought candles, I bought uh, drapes, I bought goddess dresses, I bought, you know, all these amazing. uh, Things that connect, you know, to an outer space, out Uh of time, uh, mysterious and magical climate that we, as women, definitely need to connect with our intuition, our emotional sensation, our sexuality, or, you know, mystery. And together with my colleague, we rented a place. We did this very basic ad thinking nobody will show up and really kind of like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Kind of like inner monologue. And I was like, really blown away. It was 50 women. I have no idea how 50 women showed up to that event. From where they showed up, who they were, why they were there, they just came in crowds. And, you know, it was like the feminine was there moving through me, beyond me. I was like so little. (laughs) It had nothing to do with me. Just like moving in ways, the energy was moving, moving in ways, attracting all these women, thousands of women. I have no idea how I came up to facilitate to thousands of women so far in the last couple of years. Couple of years, it was like two, three, four years. Hundreds of women coming. There was so much thirst.
1: Yeah, I've seen it, it's true.
0: So much thirst. And now it's like a little bit toned down because like the wave, it was a spiritual transmission. On the Earth plane, on a collective level, and it's it's embedded now. You know, now we have to do the work, <laughs> which is a different stage of the whole process and all the whole mission. And uh, it's beautiful, also. But it was like waves of women, waves of women, and it was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one who is thirsty. And I just shared about my journey. I didn't do anything in particular. I saw in that vision the method. It wasn't just a transmission where I kind of committed to the feminine energy, committed my life, my personal life, to living by the feminine principle. I also saw how I have to work with women. And I was having already the rational expertise of the tantric practices and Tao meditation, so I can pull any type of process that works in the moment. But I was guiding, and I saw it in that 50 minutes vision.
1: And I just did it. Before moving to the next question, I'm just curious, did you stay in touch with at least one woman who came to your very first workshop? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, some of the
0: women that knew me already kind of like the gossip was there, like one is doing something new, (laughs) you know, so kind of like 20 out of those 50 were my ex-students and they were like the trailblazers and the pioneers of my first workshop. (laughs) The pictures there were so funny. So they came and we did this workshop and it was like very, uh, outside the comfort zone. Totally back then outside my comfort zone, you know, I was like moved to do exercises that were connected to sensuality and sexuality and vulnerability together with other women. That were like i can't believe i'm doing this i can't (laughs) believe i'm doing this my mind which was still masculine was like oh my god oh my god what have i put myself into you know but more and more as i was doing the practice i became humbled by the grace of the feminine energy and how soft and uh, how graceful and how wise she touches the lives and the bodies of women and then the lives and the bodies of men because we were guided to do this sacred circle gatherings where we were praying for the men, we were praying for children, we were praying for our parents. And the energy of the feminine, without saying anything to those people, was moving through our bodies, our feminine bodies, to them, killing them, opening them up, enlightening them. It just, it's such a privilege to be a channel.
1: That was in fact, one of the things that I connected with the most in, in your method, the inclusiveness of everything, because we're living in a world now where it's like disruption everywhere. It's like, are, you are with me or you are against me or I'm with you or I'm against you. And it's like sort of even between the feminine and the masculine, it's a big disruption now, but your method is very inclusive. And uh, speaking about your method, you started saying something in the previous episode, but I feel we should go a bit deeper and really highlight the particularities because there's a lot of movements and methods happening now, workshops happening now in, in this transformational industry, I don't know how to call it it's the me too movement is the equal pay movement is the empowerment movement is the motherhood movement uh, there's a lot of movements and for many of us it's not even clear what a method brings new we just click to it unconsciously but in your case you really documented and you really brought together very specific healing methods and i want eventually YouTube really pinpoint that because people really start asking more and more about how it works and why it works because when people come, the questions come Mm -hmm. and let's put this on the, on the forefront where it deserves to be
0: yes thank you for that question i think it's a powerful and it, it, although it's annoying because i'm very abstract in the way i talk and think and it's very hard for me to simplify things i think it's very relevant for people first of all i think when i work with the feminine and when i facilitate the activation of the feminine energy in your life that's what i do i facilitate through transmission the activation of the feminine energy in your life. So imagine there is a feminine principle, like there is a masculine principle. And when we are at birthright, we as women receive this gift of being women and being a embodiment, a channel of this feminine principle. But because we live in a culture where the feminine principle is not present in how we love, live, and teach life, we forget about this birthright. It is coded in our DNA, in our structures, in our body. The menstrual cycle talks about that, feels and connects us to that, but basically we're not really rationally and emotionally linked to that. We have the sixth sense, which is our intuition, and kind of like how that goes. So it's very superficial. And uh, back in the ancient times when the Goddess culture was present in society, and women were respected as as a channel for the feminine principle. Inner girls were taken into these rites of passage to be connected and have the feminine principle and the feminine energy activated, and this code brought to life. You know, their subtle energy channels were activated so that they feel the feminine energy, which is also the mother earth energy, which is also sexual energy, so that they can really allow this energy to move through their chakras and their subtle channels so that it activates their womb, it activates their heart, it activates their higher vision and higher mind. So they were activated as channels, right? And they were able to be healers, to be visionaries, to be priestesses, to be artists, to be people who, through the language of humanity, in different many ways, meditation, art, you know, creativity, healing, can bring to life the feminine energy and can bring to other people the feminine energy. And women would cultivate themselves as channelers by moving into these sacred circles every new moon and every full moon because the moon and the earth were the feminine embodiments on earth and cultivate nourish these transmissions from the feminine principle and cultivate and nourish the feminine energy because when women come together the feminine energy gets nourished and cultivated so when i say i activate the feminine energy and i share this transmission it really is inviting women to close their eyes from the outside world, from the principles of the masculine that they've learned and are teaching maybe, and really come inside the space of their own heart and start the feminine journey.
1: I don't want to interrupt you, but I just feel to pinpoint this, what you mean by rite of passage is nothing magical or nothing irrational. It's something extremely documented by a huge anthropological literature so it's very embedded in in. Uh, it's a transition in the psyche. It's a transition in from the From one psyche. state
0: of consciousness to another, from one place to another place in your spiritual life journey.
1: And so it's something that is not happening anymore, but once it happened in many areas of, of one's the world, life, all over the world. Yeah. So if anybody is curious, you just have to Google the rite of we, passage. Exactly. And we move into
0: these transitions When we get married, when we go from uh, high school to college, when we get divorced, when we get born, when we die, you know, we move through a rite of passage. But we don't do it consciously. We don't have a support structure and we don't receive the knowledge from a mentor. Uh,
1: Probably if anybody didn't hear about the rite of passage, even the marriage is a very strong rite of passage. One of the strongest rites of passage. And even divorce. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it's really a,
0: a big... Psychic change, inner change. So it has to be met a particular way. So when I when I activated and when I put myself in that role of facilitating a transmission from the feminine, I facilitate the rite of passage for women, no matter their age, no matter the background, no matter the nationality, so that they move from where they are in relationship to their feminine energy and feminine essence to a higher level of consciousness and really feel understand and gain and activate those feminine DNA codes in their body. It works with the feminine energy and the first receiver, the first benefit is the body, the physical body, which is a vessel and can become a temple and can become also a channel and a tool.
1: In fact, the physical transformation is one of the first and striking things I noticed in, in your live workshops from one day to another, like the appearance of women changes. It's like visible to the open eye.
0: Yeah. They brighten up. They become more beautiful, they have They
1: change their posture. It's like everything, something changes.
0: And inside this process and inside this rite of passage, we do work with healing the wounds that are there in our psyche, healing. Uh, the inner girl, and this is where my particular method comes into play. Healing also the connection, which is like the first rite of passage, holding the inner girl in the mother energy. And the mother wound is something that has been taught, has been uh, facilitated. It's nothing new. I do work with it in a particular way that's unique. I don't know if it's new, but it's definitely new because it's planned from my understanding of my own personal journey and my extensive trauma with the mother energy. And it it's m- more grounded. And then from that place, really start connecting with the complexity and the magnitude of the feminine principle. And how I do it is I facilitate it through archetypal journey. So... We work with different archetypes and archetypes are structures in our psyche that are already there and they need to be activated. Jung really documented it a lot for everybody. Archetypes is something very common today. We don't do a lot of archetypes. We do the basics, the mother energy, the virgin energy, the wild energy and the wise energy, because I think, you know, from there, it's like a cross, you know, in Mm -hmm. your psyche that gets activated: the center. And we always work through the sacred space of the heart. That's like the alpha and the omega. And uh, then just magic happens. And the way I facilitate this process is working a lot with using and cultivating and nourishing the feminine energy to manifest things in your life the feminine way. And uh, it just changes the way you see life and you understand life. And what does it mean to live femininely? And what does it mean to be feminine? what it means to have a depth of understanding of what the feminine energy implies. Because you can be a mother, you can be a badass a boss, you can be a virgin, you can be a, you know a wild woman in the bedroom, you can be a crone, a wise woman, you can be a healer, you can be an artist, you can be all these multiple things and they're all feminine. And what does it mean to live femininely? Well, it means to let go of rigidity and live organically, to let go of linear thinking and live multidimensionally. It means really abide to your intuition and your instinct and see and know and understand that it actually connects to the future and you're tapping into information that you can't see on a physical level, but it has already happened in, in the present continuous
1: moment of the
0: multidimensionality space.
1: And the, my disclaimer is that here, exactly here is the point where you have to let go. Yes, of course. Here is the point where you have to let go because the goddess story is very fun and it can be very juicy. But uh, when you have to let go, it's like, the yes. claws come out like, no, I'm not ready to let go. And-, and
0: also healing the relationship with the feminine by healing the relationship with other women and understanding that that relationship has to become sacred. We have to start retrusting ourselves and retrusting other women and listening and speaking secretly to one another, really being there for the other woman's journey.
1: And where does your inner child work meets the feminine work? Because I know that you only say you can't do this and that from the energy of the child. And what you facilitate is like the inner girl going through the portal within a rite of passage to enter the realm of the woman. Uh, how do they meet?
0: Well, they meet through this rite of passage because in my inner child journey, I really understood that we psychically have to distinguish between our child adolescent mindset and mind frame and really go through a inner shift, an alchemical shift in our psyche to become adults, emotionally speaking. Mm-hmm. So my inner child work and process is about this rite of passage from childhood to adulthood. It's not just about healing the wounds of the child. Maybe you don't need healing. Maybe you just need creativity that was missing in your life or a climate that really uh, empowered your genius. But definitely, no matter what got missed in childhood and, you know, going back and becoming that conscious parent for your inner child part, it's also about you personally and your inner children moving in this rite of passage into an adult stage. So this is where they get combined. It's just like having that rite of passage psychologically, emotionally, spiritually into the adult woman
1: because it might sound abstract for somebody who is new into the conversation to make it even more clear and basic. Just imagine how a kindergarten girl or seven year old girl, how could she ever be a wild woman? Right. And what we don't see is that this is the lesson I've learned uh, through my personal journey, because I was very, because of my trauma, which was big, this is a disclaimer, it's not the same for everybody. My childhood trauma was so big that I was very resistant to the process of the inner child, but I just wanted to jump into the wild one And fuck, it, that didn't work. I mean, it, you, it couldn't have worked. So that's where you, you said the magic of the method. That's where the magic happens because you just heal the broken parts or ignite the lacking creativity. So you can go from point A you to point B and then to point C, not from point A to point C.
0: Yes, you can bridge, And that's, you know, what's missing and where people mostly get stuck. Because you can go and have this very intense, uh, ecstatic, trance dance vibrations with the feminine energy in a workshop that's facilitated and the power comes through the facilitator. But then you go back to your life and your life is a expression of that wounded adolescent
1: and you get triggered and you get triggered
0: and you don't have the tools to stay and the patience and the structure to stay enough with your wounds so that you can heal and understand you know it's just not healing it's understanding how do you translate the idealized expectations of the adolescent into
1: clear focused intentions of the woman Can you sum up the most important three benefits you get from working with your method?
0: Firstly, I think is you let go of the pressure of the outside world and its lack of support. Because the culture is so embedded in the masculine point of view that gives the experience of any woman who is like really connected a little bit with herself that she's like alone and unsupported. No matter how powerful and great she is. So I think it clears the pressure away and it allows you to give yourself permission to feel nourished and loved by your own self and teaches you how to do that.
1: Release expectations.
0: Yes, release expectations and really connect with your body and learn and trust the rhythm of your body and really live that self-worth and self-love and self-acceptance because in gently connecting with the needs of our body, we learn the lesson of self-love. I think that's it. That's one of the biggest benefits. A second huge benefit is really nourishing ourselves so that we experience life from self-worth. And really kind of like uh, learning a whole new definition of self-worth and self-respect and being able to translate that self-worth and self-respect through requests where our emotional needs, our mental needs, our physical needs are starting to become met. Even by men who are like totally blind to this whole experience of the feminine that we have. Because men kind of feel the aliveness that's happening. And I even teach women to stop, you know, nagging men or asking men to do stuff, just working with their feminine and allowing the men to come in.
1: And when you say working with the feminine, it really mean just breathing.
0: Yeah, breathing,
1: meditating,
0: activating the feminine energy. It's not mental. And that's the second benefit. And I think the third benefit is putting in motion a feminine way of manifesting and feeling and seeing life, which changes everything around you in a good way, in a subtle way, in a graceful way. Change doesn't have to be painful. It can be soft and, you know, profound in the same way. So meeting your heart's desire quickly. It's, it's the <laughs> quickest thing I've ever experienced and I've done a lot of initiations, a lot of transmissions, a lot of work with different types of energy and frequencies.
1: I think this is a good uh, copy for uh, an ad <laughs> if I manifest quickly. And who is it for?
0: It's for everybody, <laughs> but mainly for women. From seven-year-old oh, to for children. 97, you know, 110. Everybody, every woman, every woman who feels and needs and wants to nourish her feminine side and is willing to be guided by the feminine principle and how to do that to a whole new level.
1: So it's not uh, over 18 years old plus conversation, or I don't know how to say it. No, I've seen. I've had
0: mothers come with their seven-year-old, or nine-year-old, eleven-year-old in in particular types of the workshop, and not everything, mm-hmm. of course, and see those women turn into amazing adolescents.
1: Of course, the best way to I wanted to say understand, but it's not about understanding, but about experiencing. Is to go see it for yourself. You have the sacred space meditation uh, open up all the time you can go get it now and send it even as a gift to a very good friend because of the feminine is also about the circle and paying it forward but just to ask you one more question and to end this episode you might have touched it in the benefits part in the benefits question but how does the first step one should do to integrate the feminine energy in her life? Like tomorrow, the first action we should take after we say, okay, I don't, I understand only 30% of what this lady is speaking, but I, okay, I'm saying yes to the feminine. What's the first action I should take?
0: Just when you wake up tomorrow morning, gently caress your body and pay attention to your breath. And breathe deeply with your belly and do that for five minutes each day and see if something changes it will eventually you'll get more present you'll get more connected to your needs you'll be more connected to your body and it will stir up emotions and sensations and it will bring a myriad of emotions and sensations from things that are lacking and you know that you need uh and that just kicks in an alarm, you need that, so jump in and get your support structure so you can receive it to a whole new level. To things that are just there hidden as gifts in your feminine energy and they just want to be expressed and nourished and loved, firstly by you and then by the whole world.
1: Okay, thank you Juana, it, thank intense. You. it <laughs> and was intense. Thank you, you even... for
0: listening and being patient with us.
1: <laughs> and see you on the next episode about the challenges of the family. Yes, sure.